1: There have always been environmental toxins. There have always been substances that were toxic to cellular systems, whether they were plants, mammals, fish, whatever. There have always been environmental toxins. So guess what? Nature provided or designed or evolved a system, a process, a tool for the removal of toxic systems from cellular systems. And that is called humic, plant-based minerals.
0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Better with Dr. Stephanie. It's me, your host, Dr. Stephanie Estima. And today I had a conversation with Caroline Allen. She is the co-founder and CEO of Beam Minerals. And we had a robust conversation around macro minerals. Micro minerals. This is absolutely a masterclass in all things minerals, which admittedly prior to this conversation, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about in terms of my overall wellness regime. And having this conversation has shifted my perspective. So we talked about, as I mentioned, macro minerals, micro minerals, how these are being depleted in our soils and in our food supply with sort of traditional Agricultural uh, methods. We talked about genetically modified organisms and their health correlation. We talked about, you know, the famous one, glyphosate. And then we talked about how glyphosates work in the body and what they do to the body. And then what we can do, of course, to prevent them. So we talked about how we can heal things like leaky gut and our immune system. And this is particularly important for my ladies and men, of course, who are listening that are dealing with autoimmune dysfunction. We talked about digestion and improving nutrient absorption. We talked about cognitive health, detoxification, how we can lower free radical damage and inflammation and improving energy levels and lowering pain and repairing and protecting the skin. And we talked about two molecules in particular. We talked about fulvic and humic and what they do as a mechanism for helping cells replenish and get rid of toxins. So we talked about some of the benefits and uses of these products, some of these compounds, I should say, and how we cannot necessarily just get these minerals from our diet. So without further delay, please enjoy my conversation with Caroline Allen. is such free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's dot com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate melody you love the best. Carolyn Allen, welcome to The Better Show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> We're going to do sort of a masterclass in minerals today, <laughs> which I think even for myself, like I was saying to you, um, you know, in the you know vein of transparency and honesty, I had never really paid a lot of attention uh, to minerals. So when your product, when B Minerals sort of came across my desk as, hey, this might be something interesting for you to explore, I wasn't actually sure Uh, what it was, how it was maybe different from other, let's say, salt-based or other kind of electrolyte or or any electrolyte blend that I had ever been exposed to before. But as I've sort of gotten into the research, and I know that we're going to talk today about detoxification, and we're going to talk about glyphosate, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different verticals with minerals, um, I've become very interested and very excited about what you're doing at Beam and the products that you're putting out. So I thought we might start if, if, uh, you know, just to kind of lay some groundwork, assuming that everyone knows about as much as I did before sort of going down like a rabbit hole, let's talk, uh, let's kind of define what minerals are. Like there's different categories of minerals. We have macro minerals, we have micro minerals, walk us through what are some of the different categories. And then maybe more importantly, why do we need to be paying attention to minerals in the first place?
1: Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a great place to start. And the way that I like to frame this for people is if you think about your body and you took all the water out of your body, you would be a little pile of minerals. So if you think about that, that helps people begin to understand the importance of minerals. They are fundamental foundational elements. If you look around the room that you're in right now, Every single structural element is made of minerals. Every single thing. All of the plants out in, when you walk out into nature, everything, it's all made of minerals and water. So, you know, of course there are other compounds, amino acids and all sorts of things like that. But at the fundamental level, all the structure is made of minerals. So in your body, you have what we call macro minerals. Those are often called electrolytes. Um, so, the potassium, the magnesium, these are the, these are the minerals that your body uses a lot of. So, if you think about your body and you think about the earth, we came from the earth and the ratios of minerals in our body that make up that little pile of minerals. If you took out all the water, the ratio of minerals in there would be the same ratios as mother earth. So you have a lot of magnesium, calcium, those big structural elements, molecules, and you have smaller, very, very important amounts of the micronutrients, things they, like molybdenum, phosphorus, things that you would never take a pill for, but are very important in for particular functions in the body.
0: So when we're, when we're talking about macrominerals, are these, are these minerals that typically have a charge? Like they have, you know, like MG plus, like, you know, I'm just thinking back to my chemistry. It's like CA two plus and MG plus and, you know, CL minus, like, you know, are these the ones that we typically see with like a charge on them? Is that how we categorize macrominerals or is it just the, the molecular weight and size of them?
1: Um, they actually, the macrominerals, it's, it's more about how many, how much you need in your body, okay. so it's about that when you when you think of a macro mineral, it's so not about necessarily the charge, because all minerals have a charge, stronger or less strong. They all have a charge. That's how they actually operate. When you drive down into minerals and you really start learning about them, you end up realizing that everything is vibration. Actually, it's it's, it's you get into quantum mechanics and quantum physics. It's really it gets very complex very quickly. My job is to keep it. Keep it simple. But the basic thing is, all minerals have a charge. Yes, electrolytes, what we call electrolytes, which are the, um we call them also the macro minerals, mainly because you need a lot of them, your body uses a lot of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about like an action potential, like the way that a nerve depolarizes, it's like, You know, you have the sodium and you have the calcium channels that everything rushes in and then depolarizes the cell. And then you have this refractory period. And these are like the big sort of macro minerals as you were, and the potassium and the sodium as as you were mentioning.
1: And that's such a great place to start. Because when you think about what you just described, you realize that the entire body, which is made of cells you know we tend to think about our body like organs tissues systems you know cardiovascular thyroid you know these different endocrine different types of systems etc but really your entire body is made of cells and inside your cells you have mitochondria and mitochondria are these energy generating units they generate all of the all of the energy in your body every single part of energy, including the energy that is required to do what that process that you're talking about, that you were just describing. So minerals, and, and what, did, what drives a mitochondria? What fuels a mitochondria? Two things, minerals and amino acids, mm-hmm. those two things. So we're, your body makes a lot of amino acids. It makes no minerals. All of those minerals have to be ingested or brought into your body in some way.
0: So in the same way that we have like essential amino acids, like all of our minerals would be categorized as essential essential because we can't indo- endogenously produce them, that we have to source them from our diet. We have to source them from outside of us.
1: That's exactly right. That's a really good way of thinking about it. So all minerals are essential. Um of course, there are minerals that we don't know the uses of in the body. We haven't defined or, or clarified what those are, but deficiencies in them have been identified um, relative to chronic illness or, or issues in the body. So, um, they haven't necessarily found the chemical, the specific pathway of how that is, the, how that connection is made, but they recognize them. So, but the real thing for people to think about is, at the bottom at the very foundational level in your body all energy is generated in the mitochondria inside your cells and just as a reference point i think it's great to think to think about this so inside you have about 37 trillion to 150 trillion cells in your body i mean it's a big range and inside each cell like a skin cell on your arm you might have Oh, maybe 40 mitochondria in one cell. In your heart, in one single cell in your heart, you might have five to 7,000 mitochondria. In your eye, in one single cell in your eye, you might have 40,000 mitochondria. So, and, and it's relative to how much energy and how essential that part of your body is. In your brain, there's even more in one single cell. And, The thing that I I really want people to understand is that minerals are driving the energy production inside those cells. So when the minerals are not available to the mitochondria, the cell goes into an anaerobic function and it can only generate about one twelfth of the energy that it can generate when it has all of the minerals available.
0: So, just so I'm just so I'm understanding this, when we have so in the mitochondrial, uh, let's say in the Krebs cycle, or when they're generating yes. ATP, this has to be done under aerobic conditions. Well, that, it can't
1: be mean? done under anaerobic conditions. But so in in the Krebs cycle, at every stage of the Krebs cycle that a mitochondria goes through. What is required is are these cofactors. One is a mineral, and one is an amino acid, and those come together. And each one at each stage, it'll be a different mineral requirement. So that's why you need a full spectrum of minerals rather than just the five electrolytes that most people take. Right. So it's okay. another really important thing. So. And when those minerals aren't available as cofactors, it sends the cell into an anaerobic function and the amount of energy that it can generate in an anaerobic function is like 1 So, So what, what kind of scientists say is that most people, because we are very mineral deficient, in fact, they have a term for it now, um, the World Health Organization has um, clarified a term called hidden hunger. And the hidden hunger is micronutrient deficiency. And there's also, if you can go on the World Health Organization, they've got a lot of articles about this is the issue of our age.
0: Is this why we have people that are eating soil? Is this why you see, is that what that hidden hunger is? Hidden hunger means, I'm I'm assuming this applies some sort of uncontrollable satiety. No, the hidden
1: hunger means that you feel hungry all the time. You can't quite get fulfilled. You're, you're craving sugar, you're craving salt, you're craving, you know, you, your, you ha- your body is in stress, anxiety, you're not sleeping, because literally every cell in your body does not find the minerals that it and micronutrients that it needs to ah. support optimal function. You see, so we're all so scientists say that I've, spoken with, they think that probably people are operating about 40% of the minerals that they need in their body. So if you have a light in your room and you just dimmed it down to 40%, that's like how most people are operating. So imagine if you can just supplement effectively and bring minerals into your body, it's like turning your entire light up.
0: That's that's really. Uh, I, I feel like every perimenopausal woman listening to, <laughs> to that show. It's like that. Maybe that's why I'm always hungry. Maybe that's why I'm always thinking of food. And um, you know, as you said that, I was like, gosh, I, you know, when you think about uh, our minerals being depleted in our soil, like this is a really big topic of conversation now, where we're talking about, you know, we we won't get into agriculture. A conversation about agriculture but I you know I think I've heard something like there's only 30 years left of our topsoil, something like that because our mineral because they just keep using the same soil over and over and over again and it's just you're depleting the minerals every single crop that you grow on that same set you're not allowing it to rest and rejuvenate and and replenish yeah
1: well I think my own story is actually a really good place to go here um, so when I first got into this, I was in the corporate world. Um, I was a top gun for hire in the technology world. And I burned out of that and I had flatlined adrenals and, and I was perimenopausal at the time. Okay. And I flatlined adrenals for two and a half years. I had really bad inflammation in my gut, really bad infl- um, elimination issues, irregularity, um, and constant bloating and discomfort. I had really bad inflammation in my mouth with gingivitis and receding gums. I had bone loss in my teeth. I had recurring sinus infections. Every season I get, you know, four to six weeks of, ins- of sinus infections, constant headaches. I have, I had low thyroid. I also had, um, um, just, you know, a, a general malaise, like, Exhaustion, obviously from the adrenal effect and also imbalanced sex hormones, et cetera. So I, my, my now business partner suggested I try taking these minerals and I, tr- I took them and they're liquid and they taste like water and I don't like taking pills. So I was like, sure, I'll do this. And after two months, I went to my dentist and she looked in my mouth and she was like, Oh my gosh, the pH has totally changed in your mouth the tissues don't look inflamed anymore, you had your teeth cleaned, they didn't bleed, you know, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, you know, I, I think it's these minerals. So she just said, you know, keep taking them. Then after four months, I went to my naturopath, and I did my adrenal test before and she opened up the results. And she was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So we had been working for two and a half years trying to bring my my adrenals up from flatline with very, very little effect and nothing that was really sustaining.
0: So your cortisol cortisol output was low?
1: Exactly. And they were one third, the the chart showed one third of the way up the chart with the natural sawtooth pattern. So a huge impact. And over about eight or nine months, all of these symptoms that I've described to you completely went away. Completely went away. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to work like that for everybody. What I'm saying, what happened to me was I was like, how can these little, you know, things of liquid make such a difference? And, and some of the other things that happened was I, I have been hypoglyce- hypoglycemic all my life. I'm no longer hypoglycemic. No problems with blood sugar. I, um, I don't have that craving thing. You know, that sense of like, Oh, I've got to, I've got to eat. I've got to, I got to have something. You know, I just don't have that. And for me, having been hypoglycemia, somebody, somebody who ate every two hours for sure, that's a huge change. Now I can do intermittent fasting and it feels really great in my body, things like that. So it normalized my hormones. I mean, so the question is, how could minerals and these full spectrum plant based minerals have such an effect. And I just, I was so curious and I study molecular biology and cellular biology and went deeply into the Krebs cycle and how it works and how mineral deficiency and depletion happens. How could I have become so depleted? And also how does mineral replenishment work in the body? And that right there was such a beautiful eye-opening experience It literally blew my mind, Stephanie. And I, I was like, people need to know this. Nobody's talking about minerals and nobody understands how minerals work in the body. So I'm, I'm super excited to begin to share this because it's very complex. The reason a lot of people don't talk about minerals is it's, it gets complex very quickly.
0: Yeah, and I would say bit beyond sort of electrolyte blends, as we've been talking about, or even like mineral makeup, like that sort of made a little bit, there was a bit of a heyday of like, mineral makeup is so good for you. And, you know, maybe you can comment on that or not. But, you know, those, that's sort of the extent that most people have with minerals. Um, but I think when you look at it from our soils are being used over and over and over again. And we're having this mineral depletion that happens in the soil. You're consuming a lot of processed foods. It's very easy to see how an average uh, man or a woman really can become mineral depleted over time. And you know, you were mentioning your oral health. And one of the things that we know about uh, oral health in general is it's usually at, at least to some degree, a reflection of our microbiome, right? It's very intimately connected with our gut microbiome. Um, and so I thought we might sort of wade in, if you will, just with this idea of like, you know, the way that our, uh, crops are being, uh, I would say, uh, our soil and, and maybe mother earth, if you want to get a little woo is being, uh, I would say taken advantage of, uh, I would love to talk a little bit about, um, maybe we can talk about glyphosate now, or do you feel like we want, are we still, are we good for definitions or do we want to, do We want to continue? Do we want to define humate and fulvic and humic acid? Do we want to go there first or do we want to talk about glyphosate?
1: let's keep talking about how we've gotten here how we why are we so depleted and all and right. that comes to the glyphosate conversation i do want to mention one other thing that is really important for people to recognize is one of the main reasons that we're depleted is because we're all drinking filtered and bottled water that has no minerals so we hear this a lot from parents you know i don't know about you but when i was a kid playing soccer none of the kids were running off the field with cramps but lots of kids who are doing sports are really struggling because they're drinking filtered and bottled water, which has no minerals.
0: And I would also say, just as an observation, this generation of children, mine are, which of which are included in that. Are the most overhydrated. Like we always make sure that they have a water bottle. You know, my kids actually play soccer, so they all, they have that huge jug. I mean, we'll talk about the spray that I've been using with them uh, in a moment, but like they have that huge water, and it's like this is the most hydrated <laughs> generation of children.
1: They're irrigated, they're not hydrated. Oh, okay, so
0: qualify qualify that for gonna, me. That's yeah. what we're going to end up talking
1: about is the difference between irrigating. You drink a lot of water. Guess what you end up doing? You flush minerals out of your system and then you try to replenish with salt based minerals that are made from rocks, shells, bones. And how well does your, does your digestive tract actually break those down? Not very well. And there's another issue with salt based electrolytes, which is that when you use salt based electrolytes over time, they are irritating to the bladder, to the lining of the bladder and kidney. And you can look into it. And
0: is that because of the salt? That's because of the NA. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. So think
1: yeah. about your body. I mean, I know that we are, you know, we came from the ocean originally, but if you drink salt water, what, how does that make your stomach feel? Not well. Okay. So you get, we get plenty oh. of food, of salt in our food. Most people, unless you're eating a, a low salt diet, getting electrolytes from salts on a, re- they're very good for acute electrolyte imbalance. If you're about to fall over, faint or something, salt will bring you back very quickly, but used on a regular basis over time. And this is, I know it's really hard because I know so many people are using the powdered, um, you know, or the, these, these different salt-based electrolytes. There's even lots of, you know, pink salt, you know, electrolyte solutions. And I'm sorry to tell you that if you really look into it, you will recognize that it is not good on an ongoing basis for the body.
0: So is that not promoting hydration? Is that still promoting irrigation on that side? Or does that help? Does the salt or acutely, it helps with hydration, but just you're saying over the long term, it's it's not good for the lining of the bladder and some of the other things that you mentioned.
1: Yes. And it actually, those salt based electrolytes um, are not actually very bioavailable. And that's that's where we get into the whole thing of replenishment and how
0: that works. Well, let's, let's talk about first what glyphosate is and how it works in the body. So
1: glyphosate is an herbicide and it's sprayed. So this, when I first started getting into this, I, I started studying genetically modified foods, right? GMO and right. everybody knows it's bad, but, I, but they're like, why? Okay. I, I shouldn't eat those. The reason is that genetically modified foods were diz- not all of them, but things like corns and most grains. They were designed so that the farmers could spray this glyphosate, this weed killer, onto the crops, directly onto the food you eat, and the crops would live and the weeds would die. And it made it very easy for them to cultivate because they could harvest that without worrying about any weeds being in that food, in those grains, okay? So the issue with it, and the issue with glyphosate is that when you eat those foods, those grains particularly, you get glyphosate, the glyphosate in your system. And in, I think it was 2015, they did a study and they determined that 80%, and this is 2015, um, 80% of Americans had glyphosate in their urine. Now, there's all sorts of, you know, misinformation and stuff about the toxicity of glyphosate, but it is absolutely clear that it definitely creates dysbiosis in the gut and it it dysbiosis being leaky gut that word that people have heard so one of the reasons i became so much back into health with my gut and my elimination issues is because i'm sure that i was quite glyphosate toxic because i ate a lot of fruit i often didn't wash my fruit i often didn't buy organic fruit um and so definitely, and vegetables, et cetera. So um, now I'm very, very picky about that. Um,
0: Well, I think even the WHO, not that anybody should ever listen to an unelected, the unelected few of the WHO (laughs) giving out health advice, but I think even then, uh, I think that they have labeled glyphosate as, I think, what's the word? Probable, you know, probable carcinogen. I think that they've used like some, it's a very conservative word, it's like it's it, it it might it's you know it's like the, it might give you uh you know cancer and i was doing a, just a little bit of research on some of the i mean glyphosate has um when we look at it in, in humans, uh, it has a lot of cytotoxic and genotoxic effects. So it's going to cause inflammation. It's going to cause uh, lymphocyte dysfunction. And then, um, as you were mentioning, it's going to open up, you know, the, the gut is uh, technically outside of the body, right? So it only, once we digest the food and then it passes across, uh, you know, passes from the small intestine or from the digestive system rather into the plasma, that's sort of when the food enters right enters into um the body for uh, for it to be transported and absorbed at you know wherever it needs to be needs to go but glyphosate is going to affect your immune system it's going to affect all, all of these all of these different things so it sort of has this uh uh systemic effect on disrupting or i'll say it has a d- systemic dysregulatory effect um, on all of our, you know, at the, all the way from, you know, we can say systematically, but all the way down from like systems, organs, tissues, and then, you know, kind of back to the cell, which is where we've been, where we've been focusing on for some of our conversations. So, um, you know, even, you know, you always have to sort of scratch your head a little bit and say, okay, so the WHO, even the WHO is sort of admitting that this is a problem. Uh, you know, maybe we need to, maybe we want to think about that a little closer. And, I, I know that in the United States, it's not... So I'm I'm up in Canada, which are, we're just your cousins to the north, essentially. Um, but we have a lot of American, like, you know, many American listeners. Most of our listeners are American. And my understanding in um, in the United States is that there's not many places. I think Florida might be one of them. There's not many places that have outright said, this is... Cytotoxic. We are not allowing. We are not using this. Like there's many states that still allow for sort of vast spraying of crops and and things like that, which you know get into the, essentially get into the grocery store for us to consume.
1: And it's not only it's it's agriculture, but it's also um, all the commercial um, landscaping companies use it. It's used alongside of the roads to keep the weeds from growing up alongside oh, like golf so
0: courses you and things like that. You know, it golf yeah, courses.
1: Yeah, so if yeah, you think yeah. you're living in an area. That is in agriculture, so you don't have to worry. It's it's not the case. It is used everywhere, ubiquitously. So, um, it's in the water table, it's in the air we breathe because it blows off. It's it's everywhere. You know, it, one of the things I want to mention about its effects that I think is important for for your audience, which is that the perimenopausal and menopausal women is one of the big effects that people women can get as they're growing older is this brain fog. Um, and that can absolutely be an effect from glyphosate exposure and toxicity. So um, the thing that glyphosate does is it interrupts some very key uh, amino acid, the, the generation of specific amino acids, which are related to sleep. So melatonin, so we know perimenopausal and menopausal women have sleep issues, it definitely affects sleep because it affects melatonin production. It affects uh, serotonin production. And it also, um, increases the bioavailability of aluminum. So if we have, if you have women out there who are drinking like those waterers or those things in aluminum cans and they think that they're doing fine because it's lined, well, I'm telling you, those linings are broken in lots of places. And you're you should you should really be concerned about drinking out of aluminum because this and these glyphos- are like cans.
0: These are soda cans, yeah, cans kind of thing, right. right? Sodas okay. or
1: or you know, people bring. They a lot of women drink um, just seltzer water or hint. You know these type of spindrift mm-hmm. and these kind like of
0: Perrier. Things. Not not to like name yeah, drop yeah. any specific names, but you know like those sparkling waters that come in the can. Uh, um, yeah. Sometimes energy drinks too. Like there's a lot of energy yeah. drinks that come in cans as well. Yeah.
1: So what happens is the glyphosate actually um, helps your body to increases the bioavailability of aluminum and aluminum is stored in the pineal gland and that is where a melatonin is produced, et cetera. So it's, it's really um, it's, it has multiple uh, as you're saying, dysregulating effects in the body.
0: What about heavy metals? So we talked about aluminum, um, I've also read, and, and I would assume that you'd be able to expand on this more than I. But the ability to, uh, so for a, a, you know, a woman or you know, a woman's ability to sort of ward off some of these heavy metals or these is envi- in, these environmental toxicants, I would assume that with glyphosate exposure, that that is going to weaken her ability. Her, well, I'll say it maybe a different way. Uh, her absorption of heavy metals is going to be augmented. So she's going to be increasing her absorption of of metals. And then, you know, to your point around the brain fog and, you know, when we look at uh, cognitive decline in women and, and the incidence of Alzheimer's and uh, amyloid plaques and tau tangles, et cetera, in the brain, um, that also might be like the, he- you know, you mentioned the heavy metal accumulation in the pineal gland. And I would maybe say, you know, whenever you have a leaky gut, it's usually also the case that you have a leaky blood brain barrier as well. Like those two sort of go hand in hand. So you have a leaky gut, you probably have a leaky brain barrier too. So some of these things that are circulating in the plasma that they shouldn't are also going to be able to navigate their way into this sort of immunologically protected site, which is the brain. Like the brain is sort of separate immunologically and sort of, you know, physically from the rest of the brain for, for good reason. Right. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount, that is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N dot com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout.
1: So these are a lot of scary things. (laughs) And one of the things I I'm I'm really on a mission to help people go, okay, yes, there are these scary things out there. Glyphosate, it's definitely toxic. We're definitely having exposure. You can't get away from it. And it's having its effects on your body. And so what can you do about it? And that's the exciting news is that there are things that you can do to support your body in the remediation of glyphosate while it's in your system and also the removal from your system, uh, so and that—that that is plant-based
0: minerals. Who knew? Um, and, but, but wait a minute, but wait a minute. What about the oxalates? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I'm just joking. That's just, <laughs> that's what that I was like. People often ask that. Yeah. Oh goodness. All right. Let's, let's just dispel that right now. So when we're talking about, so this is, and I'll, and I'll say, this is why I've become interested in some of the products and the product offerings that you have is for this ability to, Uh, and, and you'll, I, I know you're going to explain the science in a moment, but I, you know, I was saying to you in the pre-chat, I'm a terrible detoxifier. Like, if there's all the snips that I shouldn't have, I have them all. And then, you know, when we go into one of the glucuronidation and some of these other, uh, processes of detoxification, I'm like missing genes that I should have, all, all the stuff. Okay. So I'm very sensitive to uh, I'll say often like first protecting myself as much as I can from sort of environmental toxicants. I remember I've said this on the podcast before, but I remember being pregnant and being exquisitely sensitive. Like I couldn't, we were trying to buy a rug or something for um, the house. And I remember I just like walked up to the door and I almost threw up and I just, I was like, I can't buy this rug. Like, I just can't like the smell, whatever they had sprayed the rugs with in the store. It was just, it was messing with me. So I'm really excited about augmenting detoxification because I'm a terrible detoxifier, <laughs> number one. And I think kind of looping it back to women, like we, this is how we, like part of the way that we metabolize our hormones is through this hydroxylation and conjugation of um, of our estrogens and, and androgens, etc. So um, you were sort of, I interrupted you because you said there's there's this great news, but talk talk a little bit about some of the minerals that um, can help with. First, we were talking about glyphosate, so eliminating glyphosate, and then how or eliminating glyphosate from the body, and then how this can also work for um, you know, improving, let's say, uh detoxification, uh, your detoxification pathways as well.
1: Well, here's an it- So this is again one of these paradigm shifts. Okay. So what I found as I've I've done all this research, and because I was studying these plant-based minerals and how they how they affected me and why, why they had such a great effect. And one of the things that's become really clear to me is when you think about it, there have always been environmental toxins. There have always been substances that were toxic to cellular systems, whether they were plants, mammals, fish, whatever. There have always been environmental toxins. So guess what? Nature provided or designed or evolved a system a process a tool for in talk to- for toxic for the removal of toxic systems from cellular systems and that is called humic plant-based minerals now it's confusing because let me break it down i think here's here's a re- it's a really great thing and then we can talk about how because there's a whole world, this whole world of detoxification is so interesting, because most people think about detoxification as an event, I'm going to go through a detoxification protocol, and I'm going to get clean, you know, or I'm going to remove a whole bunch of toxicants that are in my body. But really, what we need is, you may need that if you're super toxic in a for with a particular substance or something lead or glyphosate or something. But ultimately, you need to constantly be in detoxification, you need to support your body in the constant removal of all the environmental toxins that we're constantly coming in contact with. Okay. And we need to be strengthening our immune system, our, our gut microbiome, all of those things so that that first line of defense, that that um, those tight junctions in our gut are really healthy, so they keep the environmental toxins ever from entering our plasma, ever from entering our cells, etc. Okay, so, so just kind of to, you know, I, I want us to think, because certainly there are detoxification protocols, and, and the plant-based minerals are very useful in that, and we'll talk about that, but they are also incredibly useful as an ongoing, continuous, gentle detoxification, which, which is really, from my perspective, having done a lot of research about them, they were designed for us. For, I mean, you, you already have them in your body, whether you're taking our minerals or not. People, Everybody has them. You just Because you just get a little bit here and there, we just don't have enough. So that's why we would want to add them by taking supplementation. Okay. Sorry. I kind of went off. No, that's good.
0: No, that's good. That's good. I think that all of this color and all, you know, this, this is, it provides a lot of understanding both for myself and for the listener. So this is great. So these are plant-based. Okay. So we're not, and and I would like for you to explain what you mean by plant-based because I sort of made a joke about the oxalates um, before. We're not talking about the plants that you just go outside and and pick from your garden. From my understanding and, and redirect me here if I'm, if I'm, Incorrect, but these are, this is like old fermented. These are sort of ancient plants that have kind of gone through, uh, uh, would it be decomposition? Like explain how we're, t- when we're talking about humic based or, uh, you know, plant based, um, uh, minerals and we're talking about these as humic minerals, like explain where this, where this, min- where this is coming from. Okay. So
1: imagine an entire rainforest back when the dinosaurs lived and imagine that rainforest decomposing over millennia into this incredibly mineral-rich substance. It's called humate, actually, and it exists about 10 to 12 feet below the earth. It's a very black, crystalline substance. Now, there are other plant-based materials available around the world. One is called shilajit, and it's a pasty substance. It's also decomposed Freshwater plants. And that's a really important thing for people to realize is that humic and fulvic that are inside humate or shilajit only come from decomposed freshwater plants. They don't come from sea, from out, from sea plants or sea water. So you can get minerals from other locations, but they won't have the capacities of these humic and fulvic
0: molecules. And why is the fresh water important? Sorry to interrupt you, but why is that important? Why are we distinguishing between that and salt water sources?
1: The reason we're, we're because inside of this material, so this entire rainforest that decomposed over millennia into this mineral-rich substance called humate, inside of humate there are these two molecules. One is called humic and the other is called fulvic. And the beautiful thing about these molecules is not only do they provide the full spectrum of minerals that your body needs, they also have incredible capacities. And I want to describe them because it will really help lay the groundwork. So I'm going to talk about fulvic first. Fulvic is a very, very small molecule. It's much smaller than a cell. It's it's an incredibly strong electrolyte. It carries with it, as part of the molecule, 70-plus minerals. And it is a flavonoid. So we've heard that term, flavonoid. What is a flavonoid? It's an intercellular transporter. Now, the fulvic is a flavonoid unlike any other flavonoid because it has really cool capacity. So first, most things that go across the cell wall require some sort of receptor. The beautiful thing about the flavonoid, and this is why I say this is a technology that's evolved with us on earth, is any, any channel that opens in the cell wall, the fulvic gets a free pass and it goes straight through.
0: So it doesn't have its own dedicated receptor. It can sort of through Fact- passive diffusion kind of get into the cell.
1: Exactly. We call it co-transport diffusion. So, kind, so because what it does is it carries nutrients like you eat and you get minerals, and you get all sorts of other nutrients, and it those things cling to the fulvic molecule, and it carries them through that channel into the cell wall, and then it does what no other molecule on Earth can do. It changes its polarity. And when it changes its polarity, those things that are clinging to it fall off inside the cell, and now they are available to the mitochondria as all those cofactors that we were talking about needed in the Krebs cycle.
0: That's really cool. It's literally a delivery system. So the fulvic has 70. So I'm just recapping here. Tell me if I have it wrong. 70 minerals are attached to this fulvic Mm -hmm. uh, compound passively Mm -hmm. diffuses or gets into the cell. Let's say it has a positive. Is it a positive charge on the outside or there's some charge of it on the outside? And then it switches the it switches the charge once it gets inside the cell so that all of the minerals that were previously attached to it now get dumped into the cell to be used in the in the mitochondrial exactly. whatever is it is, electron AC? transport. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. phenomenal. Now it's in a different charge. And what clings to it? Bio waste, toxins, heavy metals, glyphosate or other environmental toxins, and it carries those out of the cell. Then it changes its polarity again and it drops those things off in the bloodstream. So specifically, when we think about detox, think about this, because we know, uh, if you've worked in the world of detox, you know, it's one thing to get toxins out of the bloodstream. It's another thing to get them out of your tissues. And cells are in your tissues. And particularly people who are overweight, when they're doing keto, as an example, and they start losing weight, they start getting sick, because all those environmental toxins are stored in the fat. And they're being released as they're losing weight, and they're they they can get quite they can have lots of logy really bad symptoms,
0: or even just when you um, even just when you're making bone broth, and you, like I would make bone broth with, you know I'd go to my butcher and he'd give me like a femur or whatever. And it's like, all right, so now I'm leeching like whatever heavy metals this poor cow or whatever had into my, into my suit through heat and, you know, the extraction and all that. So I'm, I'm consuming all of this sort of heavy metal, right? Like for, and a lot of us, we have, um, in, as a way for our bodies to almost protect ourselves, the bones and there are other like adipose tissue, like you mentioned, act as reservoirs yes. for some of these heavy metals, um, and I'm assuming, and maybe you can comment on this, has, can we, can we extract or can we sort of maybe clean up is the wrong word, but clean up to all, you know, because yes. I can't find the verbiage, uh, yes. our, our bone, um, the, the heavy metal sort of load in our bones and, and other organs like, or other, yeah, organs like our adipose tissue. So,
1: so the beautiful thing is think about every part of your body that's structural. It's all made from cells. Your bones are cells. Yeah. Okay. This is an intercellular detoxification tool, both building. So women who are dealing with osteoporosis and they're taking all this calcium. It's not real. It doesn't, it doesn't really help. (laughs) The fulvic will help. That will actually help get the calcium back into the bone. Back. See, do you see? It's like, this is the, it's, I'm like, it's literally blown my mind. The more that I've studied and really researched this. So, and we can get in the whole, that calcium issues. That's a whole other piece of the conversation. Let's, we can stick with just this intercellular capacity to bring nutrients and minerals into the cell. So they're available for energy generation um, by the mitochondria and the detoxification of things from both bio waste, you know, even things that the detritus from autophagy and all sorts of things that come, that need to come out of the cell. Okay. So now that, and then that, that fulvic molecule changes its polarity and drops those things off into the bloodstream. Now you have the humic molecule. And just so we're clear, the humic and fulvic molecule exist in nature always together. They have a synergistic relationship. Now, the humic molecule, I call it, call it Mother Nature's detoxification technology, full system detoxification. And it has some com- incredible capacities. The way I like to describe it, though it's not exactly this shape, is like a Velcro ball. It's one of the strongest electrolyte molecules known to man. I mean, exponentially larger charge than a calcium or a, a magnesium or potassium. And it has a huge amount of surface area on the outside and all these receptor sites. And it, it's an extremely effective chelator of heavy metals. It binds with um, bio-waste, just general bio-waste that's flowing through your bloodstream. It uh, gathers, actively gathers free radicals. So it's exponentially the best antioxidant you can have in your system, like thousands of times more effective than any superfood mix or anything like that. And it does an amazing thing with glyphosate. And what it does is it it binds to the glyphosate and then it builds a biofilm around the glyphosate. And as soon as that film is built, it starts breaking down the glyphosate molecule. As soon as it breaks down the molecule even a little bit, that molecule no longer can have its negative dysbiosis, you know, gut dysbiosis effects. So... It so encapsulates
0: it, it sort of surrounds it almost like an autolysosome or something. Encapsulates it and then exactly. starts and starts almost consuming it, it sounds like just like Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay.
1: They call yeah. it the word is adsorbs. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's such an issue. It's it's so effective of adsorbing that farmers actually consider humic to be a problem in their soils because it makes the glyphosate that they've sprayed on ineffective because it literally mm-hmm. Make, it remediates it and begins to remove it. So, so this this humic molecule that's in your bloodstream, and it's just if if you're well infused with it as I am, it just goes around and it it literally gathers all these things. It, it also gathers nanoplastics, which is becoming more of an issue, et cetera. And then ultimately, it gets so heavy at a molecular level that it falls out of solution and it leaves your body through all the elimination channels. And this is the key. So you are, you struggle with elimination because you have elimination pathways that are not open. The beautiful thing about humic is it uses every channel. So this is why, again, why I say it's a detoxification technology because of course systems would need to have, Um, because if there's some event that happens that closes a specific elimination channel and you can't get those toxins out, that cellular system is going to die. So it had to create. So we had to evolve some sort of tool that would use all the channels. So it uses tears. It uses sweat. It uses snot. It uses your saliva. It uses breath, you know, just breathing out. It uses rubbing your hands together. And of course, the normal channels which ultimately end up in feces and urine.
0: So all the amongteries essentially. So all the ways that you sort of get rid of water, as you mentioned, uh, and heat, like I would assume like like sitting in a sauna would be really great for that as well because you're again generating the heat, you're allowing yourself to sweat. Exactly. Wow.
1: Exactly. So this is why we say people who are using saunas and, and also even red, and red light saunas, it's extremely effective to use uh, the humic, with that because now those, those excreted toxins are now actually being removed.
0: What is the, what is the timeline of that? So, you know, I'm in my forties now, probably been exposed to heavy metals. Gosh, like, I don't know my whole life. (laughs) Right. So what is, uh, you know, living in North America, right. Sort of living that, you know, um, living in a, in a Western society in a, in a, in a very big city, you know, that kind of thing. Um, what is the, what would and obviously this is going to be different for everyone? Um, I would assume autoimmune is sort of its own separate category as well. But when we're when we're thinking about getting rid of, let's say, the heavy metals that we've been discussing, what is sort of a general timeline that you might expect? Someone like myself who's in her 40s, her bones are probably, you know. <laughs> I, I, you know, they're probably, you know, I'm thinking of a a, a very bad expression. I won't say it, but uh, I'm, you know, like they're just like filled, you know. My, I used to have a colleague who would say you know, like just filled up to the tits. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. So yeah. I apologize if there's children listening, to it, but it's, like my bones are like filled up. With heavy metals, uh, probably my adipose tissue and all and all of that, and you know my my detoxification pathways, as I've mentioned, are um, compromised in a way. So what what's the timeline that you can expect? And I'm someone who lives a relatively healthy lifestyle, right? So my nutrition is very on point. My fit, like I sweat every day, like I'm fit, I'm I'm working out every single day. I get sunlight every single day. You know, I I'm really work on my stress management, etc. So what are what's like a Give me some sort of range that people might expect before they start. Cause detoxification is also this sort of intangible word. We don't really know what it means. We know we should be doing it. We should be doing it more effectively, but how it really impacts our energy, our sleep, as you were mentioning, even things like menstrual cycles and like the heaviness of our bleed. What, what how can, how long can we expect to start feeling and experiencing changes?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, people often don't feel any. Real physical change when they detox from heavy metals. You can, but lots of people don't. Just so we're clear about that. But you, and so there's there's feeling a difference from taking plant based minerals, and then there's the detoxification that can take place over time. So let's let's talk about first about feeling a difference, um, and the kinds of things that people feel different when they take minerals is re- related to energy. They start to feel more energy. They usually experience, if they have any gut problems, they, those start to resolve. Um, and this, is, this can be, for some people, this can be like literally days. And I'll, I can tell you some stories about that. And for some people, it can be weeks. And for some people, it can be months. So it really depends on your system, your how, you know, it depends on so many different factors in your body and what's going on. Um, As I said, for me, I didn't even notice the difference after two months. It was my dentist that noticed the difference. You know, after four months, I definitely knew I felt better, but it wasn't until I looked at that adrenal test where I was like, oh, wow, definitely things are different. And over, you know, when, when I went through a season and I didn't get my regular sinus infection that I would get every season, I was like, oh, wow. And then over, you know, eight or nine months, I was like, Wow, I definitely feel different now. I didn't hadn't done an m- actual mineral scan at the beginning and a mineral scan later, so I couldn't I couldn't really tell.
0: And so, when we're talking about humic and fulvic, um, you, you mentioned a few times liquid, uh, taking them in in liquid form. Um, So I have a, I have a question around sort of the, I guess maybe bioavailability of liquid versus let's say an encapsulated form. And then just with beam minerals in particular, the other, uh, product, uh, that I've started using with my boys, uh, is, a, is a topical spray. Um, yes. so talk to us a little bit about the difference between taking humic and fulvic in liquid form. I think that's the most bioavailable, but you can, you can redirect me and expand on that, uh, versus taking it as an en- encapsulation or a, 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 as a pill, uh, and then talk a little bit about topical, uh, sprays as well and how that plays into the mix too.
1: Cool. Um, well, here's I, f- I feel like this piece of information for people is it's like one of the most empowering things people will learn in a year, and this is a, really to break down this concept of bioavailability because it's a buzzword. If you see it everywhere, and what is bioavailability? And it's really important to understand relative to minerals and electrolytes that you're using. So, bioavailability requires for minerals in particular requires three stages. And the first is digestion. That means, and this was such a huge aha for me. When something, to, to force something to actually be absorbed through your gut lining into your bloodstream, it has to be dissolved, digested all the way down to its ionic chemical components. And most things... It, most minerals that are made of rocks, shells, and bones, I, I know I've said this already, they never, your gut isn't very well versed in in digesting those things. But plant-based material is, it, Your your body actually knows how to work with that material. So just that first stage digestion is huge. And so once these things are digested, and let's say that 10 to 12% of that Pill that you take of magnesium gets actually broken down to its ionic components. Now your gut is lined with these VLI, their finger-like structures, lined with these epithelial cells, lined with these receptor sites. And these receptors are specific to specific elements. Now you've got a huge amount of receptors for magnesium and potassium and calcium, the, those macro minerals that we talk about, those electrolytes, but it also has a, a the the right amount ratio amount of things for of, of receptors for molybdenum and phosphorus and copper and things you wouldn't take a pill for most people wouldn't take a pill for okay so once the the that those uh, minerals have been digested down to their ionic components, they have to find a receptor site, and then they're absorbed into your bloodstream. And that absorption process, that's the second stage of bioavailability. That's only two stages, though. And one of the things I want to really clarify people, and it's why these plant-based minerals are so effective for mineral replenishment, is that they also provide the final stage, which is called assimilation, which is carrying that mineral into the cell via that fulvic flavonoid. So, you know, we tend to think about our body kind of more like a car. You know, like, I need gas, put in gas, I need oil, put in oil, I need magnesium, let's fill the tank up with magnesium. Cause somebody said we have a minimum daily requirement of X milligrams of magnesium or potassium. And frankly, from my research, that's completely ludicrous that those, those minimum daily requirements, they're, the fact that, you know, the idea that you would need the same amount as me, as, you know, my business partner who's 6'4", et cetera, you know, it just doesn't, it it doesn't follow. And the fact is that just pouring a huge amount or what I call megadose formatted electrolytes and minerals into your gut is actually not effective because only a very small amount gets digested. And guess what happens to the rest? It has to be eliminated, and your body has to work hard to eliminate it. It's one of the reasons people get diarrhea when they take too much magnesium, because the body's saying, I gotta get rid of this. This is way too much. So if we think about the microbiome in the gut as this beautiful, balanced, it's like a beautiful forest, where when you have a a huge uh, concentration of a mineral, it's either a toxic waste dump or it's being mined. It's not, the thing. The way things work in nature is in minute trace amounts in a very balanced way. So, so we have to understand these three stages of bioavailability. First, digestion all the way down to its ionic components. Second, absorbed into the bloodstream. And third, delivered into the inside of the cell where it can be available to the mitochondria. For as a cofactor for energy generation. And the the problem, the reason most people have a cupboard filled w- at home with bottles of old minerals and electrolytes that they don't use anymore is because they didn't feel a difference, because they're not very effective. So now that we understand how that replenishment system, now we can talk about the difference between a liquid and a powder. And not all liquids, because any flavored liquid has to be digested. So it has to go through that whole process,
0: and so you have two. So liquid and liquid is preferred. Is that is that correct? When we think about so liquid is preferred because we can as you mentioned ionic liquid.
1: What I would say is, if if you're using a powder and you think you're going to pour that powdered electrolyte mix into a glass of water, and you think now it's dissolved and it's liquid now it's going to be absorbable. That's not true because it's just it's just dissolved in the water. If you let it sit for a long time, it would just precipitate down to the bottom. Most of it would precipitate That's to the usually
0: bottom. What <laughs> yes,
1: right? Usually, what so, happens? Yes, right. So it still has to be fully digested. It still has the same issue. Anything that starts as a powder and anything that is flavored requires digestion. So, and what about
0: transdermally? Then, so um, I use so yeah. one of the one of your products. I have started using with the boys uh, soccer, like usually post-soccer because their legs are a little sore. They've been running around. Not necessarily because they have cramps, although my older son sometimes has a foot cramp when we'll, we'll kind of spray the, um, I see you reaching for it. That's it. Yeah, that's yes. in their soccer bag. Exactly, yeah. So t- how is that different? So when we're talking about bioavailability, you talked about digestion, absorption, assimilation. I would assume, again, when it's transdermally, you're skipping And if it's this ionic sort of liquid form, you're skipping that digestive uh, part of it. And then you're just getting to the the absorption and the assimilation.
1: Yeah. So isn't this to me is so cool because when we think about minerals, we think about we have to ingest them. But because that fulvic molecule is so much smaller than a cell, it absorbs directly through your skin. So now you have the ability to put the minerals where you need them. So if you're a cyclist or you're a runner or you're a soccer player or you're working out in the gym, working your upper body, you can spray the minerals directly onto the skin. They absorb right through the derma into the muscle in three seconds. So this is about this is about acute depletion in a particular area of your body. This is incredibly effective for people who have night cramps and lots of women get foot cramps, hand cramps, night cramps and that is mineral depletion and that is your body telling you you need to find a way to replenish minerals effectively in your body. But in the process like if you're just getting started with B minerals you use this for acute cramping. And the way you use it is proactively. You spray it on your legs before you go to sleep. Most people will not get a cramp if they do that. So this is really interesting and super instructive to people because this talks to, talks about the difference between megadose formatted electrolytes and, um, these naturally formatted, formulated humic and fulvic substances that have the natural ratios of minerals and electrolytes that your body needs. So this woman came to send us a message. And she said, you know, I've been using your minerals for about a year. And I have I have really bad cramping. I'm I'm like, it was getting worse. Like she had so, restless
0: leg syndrome or something or her leg. She had, went... no,
1: she had like leg cramps at night every night. She actually ended up with having abdominal cramps really bad. And I was like, So I talked to her and I asked her, tell me about the other supplementation you're taking. And she said, well, I take, you know, two packets of element every day. And then at night I take magnesium before I go to bed. And I was like, that's why you're cramping. She's like, what? I thought I have cramping. I need more minerals. And I'm like, no, what's happening? This is a really important thing for people to hear, okay? Cramping is not only, again, we're, our body is not a car. You can't just fill up the reservoir with magnesium. Cramping can be because of an, uh, an improper ratio between calcium and magnesium or potassium and calcium or cal- potassium and magnesium, okay, as an example. So it, because you don't know what that ratio is, what hap- is happening in your body, it's much better to use these plant-based minerals that work in a um in this naturally formulated ratios. So the story that she told me is I told her, please stop taking all your other electrolyte supplementation. Just stop. And increase your your beam minerals. She took a full cap of each of our beam minerals, the our microboost and our Electrolyze, and in three days she wrote me back this glowing, amazing. She's like, I cannot believe this. All my cramping is gone. She'd been dealing with it for months and months. So, and we've, there's, there, um, there's a, a really interesting article on our website. I think it's called like Bob's story or something. Um, and it talks about an athlete. We had the same situation with an athlete. He came to us with terrible cramping. We told him, stop taking your other electrolytes. Just use beam minerals. All his cramping went away. Then the spring came. He's a cyclist. He started doing some training run. He's like, Oh, I probably need to take some extra magnesium. He took the extra magnesium within two days. Again, terrible cramping. So I am, I'm really on a mission to help people effectively
0: replenish
1: electrolytes and
0: minerals. Well, I've been, so what we've been doing is sort of reactively, we've been spraying it after the game. What I think I'm going to try is before the game. And then I think I'm also going to try before I go to the gym. You mentioned at the early, you mentioned earlier in our conversation, the, uh, cell, when it doesn't have these, these cofactors to go through that tricarboxylic acid cycle will start to become anaerobic. And what we know about when you, you know, so anaerobic, are, are we, are we producing more lactate at that point? Like, are we starting to produce more of these sort of, whenever someone says, oh, I like, I have like a stitch in my side, you know, you've been running, you know, you always you always hear runners with that. Is that something that, you know, again, thinking about the spray or thinking about what's happening at, on a physiological level, is that something that's also happening where we're starting to see this lactate or lactic acid, I should say, maybe more accurately, uh, building up in the cell? Is that something that we can expect, uh, maybe humic and fulvic to address, or is that completely separate? And I'm way off base.
1: <laughs> no, no. So well, think of it this way. Why is the lactic acid building up? And the reason the lactic acid build, is building up is because many of the mitochondria in the cells in that area do not have enough cofactors to yeah. generate the energy necessary to keep clearing the lactic acid.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: See? So the process of the clearing of the lactic acid is a cellular process that requires energy generated from the mitochondria. So I had this whole interesting conversation recently about pickle juice and people using pickle juice and how that works and why it works. And, and
0: really when you, uh, well, when you, uh, try, what, why are people, what, what is this pickle juice? Have you heard of that?
1: <laughs> no. Oh, oh, so cyclists use this a lot because they cramp. Oh. They get ter on their long um, cycling um things. They get terrible cramping and pickle juices and people use pickle juice who get really bad night cramps. They drink pickle juice. And so there's actually a, an interesting brain connection When your body starts to cramp, like when you have a mineral deficiency in a particular extremity, um, at a certain point, the brain actually says, let's turn that area off because there's not enough energy to do what we need to do. And when you drink the pickle juice, the sour flavor actually just switches that neurotransmitter wash in your body, and it turns back on that those processes. Even if you don't have enough minerals, it will still break the cycle of the cramping. So, um, and the way I think about it is this, your body is all about, it, it starts at the extremities and it moves into the heart. So it's protecting the heart and lungs. And so if there's some problem at your extremity, it's going to say, look, we need to stop that because the heart, which is also a muscle, that's way more important. Let's move all of those minerals and all that stuff, those electrolytes up where we most need it for sure you know? So, um, there's a whole interesting, that's kind of an aside. (laughs) I think it's really just
0: like, you know, coming back to your point around everything is minerals. I mean, that's how, like, that's what a lethal injection is, right? Like you want to stop the heart. It's like KCL, right? Like you have the you know, the intravenous, um, injection and the heart just can't depolarize. Like it can't, can't function anymore. Um, so this is, okay, so you're, I just want to talk about your, the, the two uh, bigger products that come in sort of the bigger, because one of them is dark, one of them is light. I have been taking both of them. Yes, reach for them. That's great. Thank you. Um, Are these each, do, are the, one of them is humic, one of them is fulvic. So electrolyze and the micro boost. Yeah. Talk to us about those. Oh,
1: so, so electrolyze and this installites lights are both fulvic So the way I like to think about this, first of all, these two together, Electrolyze and MicroBoost, they are what we call the advanced set. And what you take half a cap of each, which is a half an ounce every day, and that's the foundational amount that most people will use. If you have children, you can just titrate down um, based on their weight. That's like a half an ounce for maybe a person from 100 to 150 pounds. Again, we're talking about trace minerals, we're not talking about dosage. That's why I'll say amount because this is a very it's 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 a okay. very loose fluid. It's we're not we're not worried about getting too much, okay? So, what the the fulvic is providing, as we remember, is providing enhancement of nutrient uptake into the cells. That flavonoid capacity plus the full spectrum of minerals it's also providing that intercellular detoxification. So this this tool is, is for people who are really struggling with their energy. This is going to be really important for them. And I'm going to tell you, if you're using any other powdered or flavored electrolytes, try using electrolytes instead. This is great for people ask because they're using um, reverse osmosis filtered water, you know, uh, bottled water. How, they say, how can I remineralize my water? I say, just put some electrolyze in it. Hmm. If you ha- take, that's what I'm doing right now in my glass every day. I come in and I put my minerals right in my glass of water mm-hmm. and I just drink it. Now I've got mineralized water. Now that has both, but you can just use this as an electrolyte supplement. It's so much more effective. So much more effective because when you drink that, when you drink the electrolyze, electrolytes that are in here, they're immediately bioavailable, require no digestion. By the time they hit your stomach, your body's already utilizing them.
0: And this is the fulvic that has the 70 minerals attached to it, passive diffusion, dumps the stuff, changes the polarity, grabs all the debris, takes it out and dumps it into the, just as a review, uh, and takes it out and then dumps it into the bloodstream. Yes.
1: Perfect. Exactly. So then we have, so again, this is the tool these two together, the microboost and the electrolyze together are your foundational mineral replenishment. But this electrolyze is, y- you can also use in addition as your electrolyte replenishment tool. If okay. you're a, somebody who works out in the sun or you go to the gym, just put a little extra in your, in your water bottle. Okay. So now the microboost is, this is your detoxification tool. So actually, there's one piece that I didn't tell people about the humic that's really important because it speaks to that irrigation versus hydration issue. Yes. One of the key components of the humic molecule is it interacts with the cell wall, with the proteins in the cell wall, and it opens more channels. They call it increasing cell wall permeability. If you're in a room right now and you look around, you've got one door and one window, if you doubled the amount of doors and windows and they were all open, you would be able to bring things in and out more easily and more efficiently. And that's what this does, which is why athletes who use our our products say they finally feel like they're get feeling hydrated. People who do keto who really struggle with that experience of hydration, um, this is super important. People find they they drink less water and feel more hydrated. So those two together, that's like, those are like, this is, I I won't live another day of my life without taking these. (laughs) They're, they're the, they're the key. And especially as an aging woman, I mean, if you saw me, you know, uh, 10 years ago, I, I, I look younger today because literally it's like my light got, got turned up.
0: You went from forty to a hundred, forty percent to hundred. Well, as you're saying, maybe not
1: hundred. I don't know where I am, but <laughs> but it is true that when I do mineral scans, you know, we have there are some tools that you can use to get a scan of all your minerals, heavy metals, and they literally look at my scans. And are like, we don't see these scans like this.
0: Well, I, I I appreciate your comment around um, being a well-lived or an age, you know, a, a woman who's maybe in her menopausal years, because one of the and you'd mentioned this in your story as well, which I thought was interesting, which is one of the things that we worry about the most besides living in more, maybe more of a lower sex hormone environment is their adrenal health, right? Because the adrenals essentially take over where the ovaries once were producing the estrogens and the testosterone,s et cetera, the androgens, I should say. Um, so if your adrenal health, if you flatlined, as you had kind of described yourself earlier, uh, if we don't really get a handle on that uh, in our perimenopausal years, it is just going to, It's going to, it's going to maim you, man. Like it's going to take you down. You know, the mineral minerals are stored in the adrenal gland. And
1: so when you're mineral deficient, your adrenals, it's, it's like a direct effect, adrenal production and mineral deficiency.
0: Well, let me tell you, I have learned so much in this conversation with you. Of course, I was, Geeking out on, you know, the chicken mate pathway and all these different things that we were, you know, kind of in preparation for uh, our conversation. But as I mentioned, truly a masterclass in minerals. And I hope, and I know that this is going to be so useful for um, my, my Betty's, my community, everyone that's listening. So if people are interested in, Uh, B minerals, tell us where we can find them. And, uh, I know you've already mentioned sort of like the, where we, like where you start, uh, you know, the humic and the fulvic, but where, where can people find you and where can people find more and read more about, um, B minerals?
1: You can find us at, uh, www.bminerals.com. Um, we're also on Amazon. You can look us up, uh, for B minerals on Amazon as well. Um, those are the those are the main two places we don't we don't sell our products. A lot of other places, mainly because um, we like to be able to be in charge of describing them and helping people to understand their value.
0: Yeah, Beam and uh, your team has been so generous to also offer anyone who wants to try Beam Minerals for the first time. I believe that there's a code better mean that gets you twenty percent off of. I believe it's all products in the store. Yes. And I also,
1: I always want to let people know that if they have questions, um, we have fantastic customer service. Questions do arise when people are first um, interested in the products. And we, we are very responsive to helping people understand what it is they're doing, how to use them, all of that kind of thing.
0: Carolyn, thank you so much for your time. I'm so interested in this topic. And as I mentioned at the top, of our, of our conversation, something that I haven't ever really paid attention to. And there's not really a lot of people in the health space talking about minerals in the way that you are. And I think that it is a paradigm shift to understand the way that, you know, how things are bioavailable and what sorts of minerals that we want to be thinking about, not just sort of the traditional macro minerals as we were discussing, but some of these, uh, ancient uh minerals if you will the humic and the fulvic so thank you so much for taking all the time going through all the science and um i'm i'm excited for people to try your product and to start um seeing the difference that some of these minerals can make in their lives
1: thank you very much for the opportunity and i really am pleased to be able to reach your audience and and tell them about minerals the most exciting subject i think (laughs) thank you thank you